Hello, my friends. Welcome to Fear and Trembling with Horror, the podcast that brings you all things horror into conversation with philosophy, theology, religion, literature. You know the stuff of life. I'm one of your hosts, Jared, and I'm joined with my best buddy, Ryan. Now, the basis of our friendship, as we say every time, it started in, in like conversations discussing horror films in our dorm rooms much too long ago. If you hear a bit of a frog in my voice, this is my third go-around with COVID. Its own very monster is upon me and uh, wreaking havoc within my own household. So, anywho, I'll hand it over to Ryan about today's episode. All right, well, so today's episode, we looked at the film from 2022 called Barbarian. Barbarian. And this is a film about... uh, Simply about a woman staying in an Airbnb, and she discovers that things are not what they seem. And yes, simple- that, uh, that, 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 did you read that tagline from something? I, I did. Um, we, we took it straight from IMDb. Um, it's a very simple tagline, and they, they, place, they play that close to the vest. Um, I think sometimes simple uh, symbols better, but sometimes uh, a movie is basically too hard to describe. So a simple little statement might suffice. Yeah, especially if you don't want to give away too much of your own movie and you Indeed. know hide hide the monster, as they say. What? There's uh, monsters? No, no, that's a metaphor. You want oh. to hide the monster if it's a horror film. You keep it in the dark. I got a little scared there. Mm. Let your brain fill in the fear. Are you gonna be drinking the whole time? I find that sound to be gross. Just, I know, just don't, sorry. yeah, don't do that. Just it's don't. Too, yeah. All right, let's describe. I'll cover the, the microphone. View. Yeah, let's describe and let's give an overview of this film, uh, Barbarian. It's a it's a new film, right? What year do we say? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, it came out. It came out last year, twenty twenty two. It was one of the highest, you know, highly like rated, uh, highly rated horror films of last year, and so must be because uh, it has that Bill Skarsgård fella. Yeah, it's a definitely a different role for him. Uh, coming off of it, you know, you'd think, oh, he's in another horror film. He's going to be the bad guy. Because he was also in a horror TV show for, uh, franchise with Stephen King's stuff. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm, I'm just name dropping or name forgetting right now is what I mean <laughs> yeah. to say. Yeah, we could. I mean, we could certainly click on it and and see what else he's been in. But I oh no, ta- that's not that's not doing. I thought work. you were talking about Hemlock Grove. That's it, Hemlock yeah. Grove. Anyway, uh, yeah, you're thinking he's the villain, and uh, yeah. certainly as the movie opens, he kind of seems a bit uh, like he could be the villain. What? what yes. how, how, how does it start? Certainly. So it starts. You know, the opening shot, much like the opening shot of uh, uh, Get Out, really sets the stage. Uh, for this, you know, for this scene, you know, the scene is low angle shot of this house at night. There's a storm and it just sits there. The camera just sits there and stares at this house, you know, that looks like a decent house. You can't really see the neighborhood around it. Um, Small and, little bungalowish sort of yeah, mid-century, kind of a mid-century suburban, mid-western kind of house. Yeah, that's been remodeled. You could tell that it's been renovated, you know. Um, Somebody watched some HGTV, did some <laughs> yeah, uh, TLC yeah. on it, yes. Yeah, certainly uh, Property Brothers, not Chip and Joanna. Um, I digress. Uh, don't hate. I don't know what you're talking about. But, man, I'm And a young gal named, named Tess, we'll find out her name is Tess, she gets out of her uh her her car and she goes up and tries to get into this house and it's all made yeah. more frustrating by the pouring rain <laughs> and a weird code to get into this air what turns out to be an airbnb 
Yeah, um, and she discovers that the key is not in the lockbox like it's supposed to be. And now she's like really freaking out. Like, she's in the middle of Detroit, which, you know. We come to find out. And if you know yeah. anything about um, the major metropolitan area of Detroit in recent decades, it has gone through an incredible amount of poverty and blight. Uh, people have tried to move back into Detroit proper to purchase land cheap, more cheaply, uh, hoping to bet on the future. Um, uh, the Hollywood film industry has gone in there because they can get uh, cheaper taxes, uh, tax costs when they're filming. So, it, it, but it, but it has inc- it's been incredibly affected by by blight, poverty, drugs, violence, mm-hmm. gang violence, and um, and and once. Desirable neighborhoods have, have have gone the way of crack denizens, and there's a lot going on there culturally. So there, yeah. it's a very located, situationally located place. So whoever wrote this did it intentionally there in the suburbs or wherever in Detroit, on the outskirts of yeah, on the outskirts of Detroit. So so the the, the setup is, is a really solid setup. Like you know, it's a it's a it's a woman by herself at night in the middle of. Well, this neighborhood, you don't really know that it's Detroit at first. Um, you know, so you just know that this it's this dark house. The house is the only one with a light on the porch and everything else is dark around her. It's storming and she has uh, reservations for this Airbnb, but no key. And so now she's, she's like, well, <laughs> I'm just going to press the buzzer and see if anybody's home. Um, and turns out that, uh, Bill Skarsgård character, Keith is there. And from the moment that he opens the door, you're just like, oh, this is an uneasy situation. Uh, and it, it stays very uneasy for like the next 15 minutes. (laughs) Yeah, it's uneasy. Here's a young woman who's now stranded at night and, uh, late, uh, with, with a, a young man who could, he could be a predator for all we know. Uh, he lets her know there's a big convention in town, so all the hotel rooms are booked, and he invites her to stay there. Uh, there's the offer of uh, of a, a shared wine. She is doing smart things by by saying no to that, and then there's some other questionable decision making, like yeah. uh, well, staying it's interesting. there. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, he seems to be very, you know. It, the 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 editing and the and the writing and the camera work all make it like do we trust this guy it's very ambiguous right uh about his intentions and it's it it leads to some awkward moments with the wine he's like you know i really wanted this wine but i see that you didn't drink your tea that i made you so i waited till you got out of the bathroom to open the wine so you didn't think that i put something in it um, as if that's going to, you know, alleviate her concerns. Like for all she knows, he could have made that bottle of wine for such an occasion. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all filled with a lot of uh, uh, kind of just eerdy beardy moments, as my my yeah. wife's my grandmother would say. Eerdy beardy. This is all freaky. It's all cringeworthy. Um, yeah. Is he a noble guy? Um, but. Oh, yeah, and just that, too aware that that it comes off as creepy, or is he not aware enough? And ultimately, they make their each other's acquaintance. She is there uh, out of town, from out of town, for a job interview, working for a documentarian who documents what like uh, it, neighborhoods that are on the rebound. Is that right? So she did like a she did like. Th- 
a musical documentary and her next documentary is supposed to be on these artistic communes that have, that have taken up residence in the free, basically free land on the outskirts of Detroit because they're all run down and, and uh, broken and basically no one lives there. You know, they're, they're basically uh, a commune of squatters. Um, and so, so, and that's one of the things that breaks the tension whenever he asks her, Hey, why are you in town? And she says, well, I'm uh, interviewing for this job. And she's like, you know, you won't know who the director is like, try me. And, you know, sure enough, he, he saw the film that she thought no one saw and was like, you should really be interviewing me for this upcoming project. Because he is a member of such a collective, such a collective. Yeah. So, so I want us to move on a little, a little more quickly and say that, you know, they find a little more comfort. He sleeps on the couch because he's a noble gentleman of the modern (laughs) era and she sleeps in the bedroom. Um, There is a moment over the course of the night where there's a sound, of course, a creepy sound. Of course. Um, And it's uh, something whispered somewhat in her ear and she gets up to see that the door that she had shut and locked was open and Keith is sleeping out on the sofa in the living room, but he's not sleeping peacefully. No, no, not at all. (laughs) Uh, He seems to be having some type of nightmare or night terror and Tess is, is like nervous. Like she's, she's looking around. Should I wake him up? Should I not? You know, she, you see this struggle and (laughs) when she wakes him up, he like freaks out. Like, what are you doing to me? (laughs) Right. This is, this is filled with all the contemporary uh, angst that is uh, a part of uh, male and female relationships. I think just like everything to a heightened fever pitch where we don't know where limits are and boundaries are. And it's able to use that, ambiguity and strangeness at least for an old timer like me it feels strange um it's able to use all that to create this uh, just a sense of foreboding and mm-hmm. you're never quite you're never quite comfortable whether and knowing whether or not uh, bill himself or Ke- bill scarlet or keith's character is on the uh, on the level or not yeah and it's interesting you know like whenever it's showing her like when she's having that struggle of hey should I go up there and you know wake him up or not you know I because I you know I like to I like watch horror films I don't know if you caught this or not but in the blurred out background whenever it it shows one of the reverse shots of her you could see the the door to the basement close um yeah, down the right. down, down, yeah, the, down the hall. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. way, way back there. Like, and you have to really focus on it. Like, the camera wants you to focus on her. But I'm like, you know, I'm a trained horror person, so I'm like, oh, I'm going to look in the background. <laughs> you know, well, that's 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 interesting because in like uh, kind of German expressionistic and gothic films, um, uh, you know, of the early Universal monster movie days, um, the 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 scene was set up in in rather claustrophobic ways there's spiral staircases mm-hmm. things were not framed in square fashion they were often um off to kind of yeah. get create the psychological sense of being off but in a home if anyone has been in a midwestern mid 20th century small suburban house they're not built like that they're they're very utilitarian so yeah. a lot of angles a lot of a, a lot, it's not an open concept by any stretch but it's hard to create that feeling of uh, uh, the atmosphere of, of terror, except for they did a great job. 
of oh, showing yeah. this drama in the foreground. In the background, there is just this blurry hallway that goes down just outside the grasp of your total perception, mm-hmm. and the door shuts. And, the door and shuts, you yeah. wonder, where does that door go? Who's right. there? Who's, yeah, this who's doing this? I, I watched this movie purely under the advice and uh, of some of our, of our pals, our friends, and they said, don't read anything about it. Don't watch anything about it. So I had no idea. Yeah. I didn't know if I was watching a ghost story or uh, something else. I, I didn't yeah. know if, if Keith was going to be some sort of villain. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know if this was a hostile story where we're, we're trapping people in bed and breakfasts. Yeah. I mean, I had no clue. Yeah, it, it was it was they did a terrific job, you know, and and I, I you could probably say something about the pacing. Um, but there's me teasing again. But I thought I thought everything the setup, you know, it it, it really created that tension. The way they framed her in that shot, you know, was a little bit closer to the left side of the frame and intentionally leaving the space to where open to where even though it was blurred out, you could see that door just lightly closing <laughs> um yeah so space gets to be a part of the storytelling absolutely the next the next morning it's uh the the rain has stopped um she gets up uh she was warned the night before about the neighborhood from mm-hmm. from from keith and out the front door when you when you when you get to see now the unveil of the neighborhood you see this is the singular house that is kept together. <laughs> right, Every other right. house on the block, it looks like it's been set to fire. Arson. Arson, It looks yeah, like just, it's been, they've been crack homes. It looks like they've been shot up. Squalor is the word yeah. that comes to mind. Mm. Uh, clearly, it looks like a, a not safe place for most anybody to live. Right. Let alone a young, pretty woman. Um, it doesn't even yeah. seem to be a place that is safe for, I would say, a street hardened homeless person. More to come <laughs> later. Talk right. about being yeah. a tease. Ooh, tease. Nice. Excuse me. Yeah, it you know, it doesn't it, it certainly doesn't look safe for even Keith, you know, to have that Airbnb in that location seems an insane idea until later you're like, oh, it's an absent property owner, you know, like you know, he, right. he doesn't care. He has pre, he probably has no idea where it's at in Detroit anyway. All right. So, so let's move because the plot moves us into the downstairs. Yes, it does. And so the door is opening and there's yeah. stuff so, happening and they find themselves downstairs. Yeah. Tess gets a, gets a, a really weird uh, response out of the lady that's giving her, out of Bonnie that's giving her, her, um, I want to say it was Bonnie that's giving her, her interview. Um, maybe it's, maybe it's not, um, you know, Sophia, but the, the director's like, you shouldn't be there, <laughs> you know? And that's like another, yeah. so this is the person she's interviewing with. Yeah, I this get is the person saying. she's yeah. intervi- interviewing with. And, and all throughout you've started to get the sense. If you didn't think that, Hey, she should be staying there with him. And then whenever she walks out and it's a bright sunny morning and you look around at the neighborhood, now you're certainly thinking neither one of them should be there. And then you get like your third warning of, hey, why are you doing that? Like, there's no, co- there's no convention. You should. Yeah, be she there. she performs well for the job interview. The only question yeah. is, why are you staying in this very very scary place? Yeah. And she goes back, and, and she's, she's there alone. alone. Yes, because yeah. Keith Keith's gone, and uh, she's drawn downstairs. There's noises. There's spooky things. Well, she looks. Know. She's looking for toilet paper. <laughs> well, yes, but I. But yeah. I'm 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 trying to to just hit the beats. 
yeah. at this point because there's many more to hit. Uh, we find ourselves downstairs. For sure. And in, in the course of, of, of finding herself downstairs in this like dingy, dark basement, you know, she, curiosity, <laughs> um, and, you know, we'll talk about this a little later, but she finds a string and she pulls the string and it opens a door. Yeah. So this part <laughs> of the country, there, there are many, many houses, most, lots of houses have basements and a lot of them in that, of that period are very utilitarian. They're not, yeah. they're not finished basements. They're yeah. basements that are dusty, uh, brick, um, and often they were, back in the day, uh, places that got flooded. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like you'd keep nice things. And no. lo and behold, like you say, there's a rope, a string, you say. She pulls on it, and it opens a passage into a wall where there's a much <laughs> longer hallway, another yes. scary hallway with Minimal light to be. It looks seen like at you're going end. down into a, some type of mine. Yeah, a mine um, or a mind. Mm, I'm going to put that out there for us because yeah. it's like we're going into a mind of torment. Yes, oh. I loved her. Re- her initial reaction is everybody's reaction watching that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. And then she, si- she, then she sits. She says nope. Stage. Yeah, she does. She's Which like, reminds nope. me of Jordan Peele's nope because yeah. that's a line famous from that movie where is you're, it? Nope. Yep. Nope. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So she says nope. So she finally she finally gets drawn into the tunnel. <laughs> yeah, and one of the most terrifying things that you can do, in my opinion, in a in a in the cinema or even in still photography is have a haunting image that doesn't have a lot of answers to it so that your yeah. mind is meant to fill in with what, what will the, like it fills in the question, yeah. what happened here? And right. that's what How she did- comes across is she comes yeah. to the end of this, this hallway and looks left and there is a room and it is lit and it's got, I mean, it, it's, it reminds me of that first killing room in the, in the movie saw from 04. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, where it's it's so disgusting, you're afraid you get tetanus. But there's mm-hmm. this metal framed bed, very dirty, stripped mattress, stained, stained. stuff, and like a chair. And it's haunting. It's like who would have used this bed? Who was here? There are straps to tie you down. Who yeah. used that? Who sat in the seat? And worse yet, there's a camera in the corner. <laughs> What's the camera for? Right. Who right. used the camera? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And 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 what I loved about this film is there were I mean, and I, I didn't like write them down. I'm sure there were jump scares, but this is an atmospheric horror film, at least in the first half, right? The first half of this film, it is all atmosphere. It is all like what you said, like it's darkness. It's why is this why is this mind-like tunnel? in this basement behind a trap door and that leads to this particular room of some type of torture. Like she knew immediately and she knew she, yeah, had, to, yeah, she, it, knew it, she had to get out. Yeah. It screams torture. And again, I'm still yeah. think we're watching uh, something in the hostile genre. I have no clue actually, but yeah. I do know that this is where the monsters uh, of the film are created in your head. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You're filling in blanks now, which is masterful storytelling. And yeah. uh, let's go ahead and get to, uh, further down this mine. Well, yeah. So once she, mind. once she, she runs out and discovers that the door is locked. 
or she knew she, the door was locked before she went down there and before she found the You're the talking screen. about the door at the top of the stairs. Yes, the door at the top of the stairs. And yeah. she, after she discovers this room, she's like running out now trying to find a way out of the basement. And she hears Keith come home and she's banging on the door. And she's, ba- and she's banging on that, those like those low, uh, what are those called? Those low windows and basements? The low, yeah, the low basement windows. It's like an, an egress window or something like that. Yes. Um, egress, but egress. She, Storm she, window. She I don't know. She finally, yeah, they finally, Finally, get the door, the window open. She gives Keith the key. He gets her out of the basement. She's hysterical. Like we need to get out of here now. And this is now like the third or fourth type of warning that we, the viewer, have seen. And Keith, God bless him. Uh, there's one in every horror film. This need, this desire to have to see it yourself, right? To have to know the unknown and to not like. Why is this person that I barely know hysterical? Like, it are they crazy? You know, I need to go find it out and check it out for myself. Isn't there? Did we already skip over again? I watched this a few weeks ago. Did we skip over where the homeless man yells at her not to? Okay, be there? yeah. So, so we did, um, and that happened right after that. That's a good call because whenever she gets back from the job interview, she gets out of the car and he's like, "Hey, you shouldn't be in that house." Right. So yeah, and he chases is- after her and he chases her into the house. She calls the cops. And this is the first instance where we uh, hear the police on the phone that, hey, we don't have any units available. Right. And certainly we don't have any units available to come to that location in town. Um, yeah. And, so at that point, you don't know yeah. if he's a villain. He just happens to be kind of an Oracle character. Right. So, yeah, he happens yeah. to be this crazy homeless, you know, this guy in this neighborhood, what's he doing in this neighborhood? I need to be inside behind a door. So, um, yeah. So, so forget that I skipped over that in my haste and insert that in your memory banks and then go back to Keith trying to be a hero. <laughs> and he goes right. downstairs to take a look. Uh, yeah. You know, I've always thought there is a certain, uh, male machismo that happens here that I must not have because I ain't going. Oh, no. And, no. See, and I'm certainly yeah. not going by myself. Hey, no, do no. you want to come with me? Oh, you don't? You just want to leave? All right, let's get – let's yeah. bail. You know? Let's go to – let's go to Panera. Yeah. Let's yeah. go Let's go to Starbucks. Anyway, so he goes in there and yeah. and she's there. Now she, you get to live through her fear once more. Yeah, once more. And then you get to secondhand remove wondering what he's seeing, right? Just Yeah, just like and and how did he like whenever he he answers, he's in the one room with the camera and then silence. And she continues to scream his name, Keith, Keith and no response. And so <laughs> she has this internal struggle, <laughs> should I go down there after him? Or should I bail? And this is and, where this is where I would say that we come back to the aesthetic of German expressionism and the the very psychological uh, aesthetic that's associated with early twentieth or the early Universal monster films, and, and you see it played out in, in more contemporary movies. But where they're creating a space that is uh, almost like a maze, a trap. Um, mm-hmm. It, it, it is absolutely uh, terrifying because you, you, you know, maybe if there was all floodlights, you could see where you're going and there's no big deal. But we got what shaky flashlights, but we also have what seems to be an incredibly large basement for a house of this size, <laughs> right. maybe illegally so dug out, right? Dirt floors, round right. corners, don't know where you're going. And the light... Uh, does its job and you already know what's going to do when your flashlight's kind of working and kind of not working, you know, you're going to get a glimpse of whatever 
is plaguing the story, yeah. the monster. And we so we find we find that the the tunnel is even deeper than what we had initially realized because there is another door that leads to a, another tunnel and there are cages with yeah, yeah they look like dog cages with bowls yeah and, and i then, wondered and, i wondered if it was going to be about like d- dog abuse yeah like <laughs> blood on the cages well and- I, my initial thought was oh wow those are cages for humans <laughs> right but, but you, you know, know eh. um and then you know she you know to 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 keep the beat she's worried about keith because you know i guess she's a good person um and so, you know, she she finds she finds Keith and Keith is freaking out like, hey, d- yeah, because there's a room down there, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another room where there's a video playing. And it's like of a mother trying to breastfeed her child. And it's all about being this, you know, all about being a good mother and how to get your child to latch. And Circa and, 1990s or something, early and, 90s. Yeah. And you, yeah. And you see a, a, a woman nurse a child instructionally mm-hmm. over... Over a video, and you're like, "What? What? Yeah, there's like blankets on the floor. Yeah, this is. Yeah, at this point, now your mind is the viewer is just racing, and then she sees Keith, and Keith is all freaked out, like, "Hey, there's somebody chasing me. You know, you you gotta, you know, we 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 gotta go." And um, you know, he's trying to tell her to be quiet, and then you see. Here's a spoiler. Yeah, and you know, uh, we can. Tell the people, yeah, spoilers after this because um, this is the part where if you had you looked up anything, you know, prior to the movie, you would have been like, oh. And I thought the filmmakers did a really good job of not showing all the monster. You know, it was, uh, you know, so, then the mother shows up. Yeah, newsflash: there's a monster called the mother, and it yeah. is this. Um, well, it, she's a she's a naked mother, uh, very large, very strong, beast like. Yeah. A mother um, it chases after Keith and easily smashes his yeah, noggin Keith, into the wall. Keith meets a terrible, a terrible end. Terrible. Um, it's just terrible. <laughs> ter- terrible. Uh, you know, the, the monster reminds me of, and at this point, you, you're not for sure if, if if it's a human or if it's something else, you right. know, like a like an underground dweller. Um you know, and that's why I said, you know, this film, and I don't know if I said it said it earlier, but it's like a mix between, you know, Hereditary and The Hills Have Eyes. Right. Um, you know, because The Hills Have Eyes, you know, meets this, you know, inbred barbaric family, and and it's very well. Let's uh, let, let me see if I can but, take a let me see if I can take a um, a stab uh, at kind of cutting through the story, and you fill in. Yeah. Let's see if I see if I can kind of connect these dots. Um, at some point, our dear heroine Tess is uh, captured, but not killed. Not right, killed well, by, and you think, by mother. You don't know what happened to her. You assume because she's Keith carried met, off. Yeah, yeah, that she's carried off, and and then that's like the first half of the movie, right? And then it switches. You know, it, like your 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 main yeah, character switches. Yeah, you hard, for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you like do a hard cut to Justin Long's character, who's AJ. Who's an actor who's living his you know happy go lucky uh, Southern California life in a convertible? Con- yeah, gets a phone call from the studio. He's not going to be associated with the project that he was associated with because of the actress. The actress is claiming that he abused her, that he sexually had misconduct toward her on a set of another film. In fact, she's mm-hmm. accusing him of rape. 
Uh, of course, he's defending himself, and uh, he's being um, he's being canceled. He goes to his accountant and finds out that he's only liquid for a very short uh, amount of time uh, in his life. If he keeps living his lifestyle, of course, he can't bear to go without living up to his lifestyle. And he then goes back to um, Detroit, where he's from. He's from this area, and it turns out that this property is his property. And he wants to liquidate it to to get more assets in his Mm -hmm. pocket. Uh, While he is there... He starts having his own, uh, besides the the terrors associated with the accusation and the estrangement he has uh, with people because of it, he starts having creepy things happen to him in the house. Um, Yeah, when he gets there, he's like, who are these... Where's the key? Where's the, you know, who's the, whose people's stuff is this? You know, he's like, is, are there supposed to be people in this house? It hasn't been cleaned. You know, there, it's been several weeks since the last person was, who was supposed to have been there, Tess and Keith. And uh, he's just like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, he calls the property company complaining and they only com- they only clean before people come. And, and then that's really only important because of the way he yeah. treats the person. He, he has a very uh, entitled sense of self. And you can tell that he is not the highest quality character person <laughs> in the room. Right. Uh, he is, uh, you know, had a night of dr- drunken debauchery and defending himself to his boys. And then he comes back and... He's now led himself downstairs Mm -hmm. and finds himself pulling the same rope and finding himself in the same hallways. Only this time, instead of it being terrifying to the the willing uh, adventurer, he's excited. He's like, can I get can I add the square footage (laughs) of this space down here and sell it? Can I can I can I do that to make more money? Because all he cares about is himself. And his lifestyle that he's trying to. Yes. He starts seeing the gross stuff in the rooms. He doesn't seem to care at all. At all. And then mother comes. (laughs) And she gets him and carries him off and tosses him down into a pit where Tess is. And mother wants to breastfeed. Or wants to (laughs) feed him. uh, Bottle feed, yeah. Bottle feed with her milk. And Tess says, just drink it. She just wants to mother you. Of course, Mm. he, he wouldn't do it. And... And right away, you're getting the sense that mother is um, mother is, it has a desire for goodness, mm-hmm. but there's something really, really wrong with mother, yeah. and you don't know yet why, but you <laughs> no. just know that she is, and she's harmed people, and she's lived a life of harm and squalor. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's all kinds of, uh, of, of attempts to get out. Um, doesn't work out so well <laughs> for AJ. Right. Um, but we also have another flashback to a different period or a flash that, that, that I guess going to AJ is a flash sideways. We have a flashback now. Yeah. It yeah. So AJ, to... AJ gets taken, Tess gets out of the pit, gets out of the house. Um, to try and go find help. And then, um, you know, then you have this, this kind of flash, uh, flash. Do we have backwards. the year, what year this is supposed to be the flashback? You know, I don't, I don't know. I want to say it was in the eighties sometime because there was a, there was a comment about Reagan. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. There's a Reagan comment. So I think it's the, there's 80s. a Reagan comment. So yeah. In the flashback, you see the house and it's surrounded by little pretty houses. 
You yeah, know, it's very, um, it's very Edward Scissorhands, right? Yeah, you know, well, it's, it's is, a wonderful life. Uh, a yeah. bunch of tiny little, be- tiny little pretty houses all over dot in the you know map here. Yeah, and and, yeah. and there's a guy who's rather surly, rather creepy, and I mean, you know, right away he's staring at young girls, he's stalking <laughs> them. Uh, yeah. He's some sort of maintenance figure, an electrician or whatnot, and he comes home and his neighbor. You know, and 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 he's he's abducting. He's been abducting young girls. Yeah. And and this this neighbor says to him, "Hey, I wanted you to hear it from us. We're moving out of the neighborhood. It's all going to hell in a handbasket." Because the (laughs) irony is, this is signaling the very historic reality of white flight that took place in this region in this community. Um, Yeah. Well, the, and e- the, e- if it was, you know, the hell in the handbasket thing, real or imagined, because every lawn looked per- perfectly manicured, houses. Were that's what I'm trying to say. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah. like, 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 it's Helen. It went to hell in the handbasket, and this is during the era of white flight, where mm-hmm. um, otherizing different cultures and and immigrant groups and different races. Was something that actually happened. Terrible stuff that happened. But the reality is, as the neighbor is saying that to this man, he doesn't realize he's talking to the very person, the very reason why any hell is visiting this neighborhood. Right. And And he asks if... Yeah. So the villainous man says, I'm never leaving this place. Yeah. And he doesn't. He was right. (laughs) Is what he, we find out. Yeah. What we find out is that this man had abused women, raped and kidnapped women, and fathered children and kept them around in kept these children in cages, right? Kept yeah. these women in cages. And 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 mother is somehow a part of all that. Yeah, she seems to be like the last in a long line of children with children with children, you know. Um, and so, so yeah, the the evilness of Frank is, is his name, the the owner of the house, the Airbnb that AJ owns. Um, you know, it's it's uh, it's almost unthinkable. <laughs> Uh, so it, what it immediately does whenever Justin Long kind of sees him down there, he's like, Oh, I'm going to get you out, man. You know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, he's the bad guy. You just haven't figured it out yet. Um, and he finally sees all these VHS tapes of all the women because Frank recorded all of that. You know, he was the one that used that room down there. He was the one that seemingly dug these tunnels so he could have this, you know, this underground playground, uh, if you will. Uh, it really does become a hellscape for everybody that, that ends up down there, save for Frank. Um, man, yeah. yeah it was, and so, and, it, and so as, as, um, yes, <laughs> it, this is, I mean, it's so gross, uh, morally, Abusively, just, it, yeah. uh, st- uh, st- uh, cinematically, thematically, in every way, it's just hard for me to even talk about. Yeah, but yeah, at the so towards the conclusion of the ordeal, Tess is down there, and yeah, she, she goes sees, back for AJ. <laughs> she goes back for AJ, 
she sees Frank. He's basically subsisting, uh, watching and re-watching the videos of his raping these young mm. girls. Time's long gone by because Frank looks to be bedridden and very Did you sick. get the sense that she was he was being tortured by mother? Well, I I don't I don't necessarily know if he was being tortured by her because he had a little bell that he could ring uh, for if if he needed something. But mother did seem like she didn't want to necessarily be near him because whenever Justin Long is getting ready, you know, AJ is getting ready to go into that room, mother is right there next to him and she stops and then backs away into the darkness right. and then AJ goes into the room. So it's this weird, I think she takes care of him because how else would he get food or water or anything else? But it's, it's a uh, out of a, out of, um, I think it's done out of fear. Like mother fears him. Um, well, and he, and and, he and is why, her father, her sick and, and father. Why wouldn't and you? <laughs> the man is a monster. <laughs> um, the bottom line it, after this is yeah. that 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 uh, they untie Frank. He kills himself immediately, and yeah, yeah, yeah. They begin to book it, and they get out, and mother's chasing them, but they get out. The yeah. homeless man who's there leads them to a place and says that the mother leaves the house in the night on the prowl. She she leaves mm-hmm. and she's never been to this place where he's hiding. But later, right, yeah, in, in 15 later, years, she's never never broken in here. Famous last words. Right. Um. Yeah. She breaks in. <laughs> she she starts killing. And then yeah. she's gonna kill uh AJ and Tess and uh, AJ to live throws Tess over uh, to her death, but mother yeah. ends up saving Tess. Yeah, I think I think AJ wasn't necessarily. I think he was hoping that mother would do would do what she did. Um, but that's an awfully big gamble. <laughs> yeah, he was, selfish. but he, but 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 he, but he was ready to kill her. I mean, it, it yeah, just, yeah, it proves that he, it's, he keeps proving over and over and over that he was the abuser that he's been accused yeah, and, of. He was the abuser. Yeah, and, he was the taker. We'll talk about. He was that. the violator. Yeah. Well, and, hey, listen. And I think he. Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, falling you know, all we, over we, each other. You go. Ah! <laughs> No, you go. Um, yeah, so you know, uh, mother does save her, and you know, we have we have. Uh, oh, I think we're we're missing a you know a, some some broad strokes there, but. Um, yeah, I know. Intentionally, I'm yeah. trying to to drive us to the to the themes, just because yeah, there, there's so, so many think, intricate details in the story. Yeah, I think we we you know I ultimately you know Tess does get away. Let's just leave it there. And say that um, you know we can we can jump into the themes because that's really important and it and it shows a lot about it shows a lot about mother uh, because it, Tess doesn't necessarily and she does get away but it's a very tough scene to watch uh, if you've yeah. ever seen like if you've ever seen The Mist one of the saddest endings it's brutal uh, and and. Uh, you know that 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 ending, this ending of Barbarian, reminded me of that because at well, this point you're not you're not, no longer. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to like ruin it, but you, you yeah, sympathize let's not, a little bit because I ain't, I haven't seen it for one, but two, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not talking about but the mist. Movie, I'm not talking about the mist. You're right. This Barbarian. is brutal. Yeah, yeah, this is brutal. And give me because the reasons you think way, it's brutal. 
Because because despite it all, despite um, you know, mother saving her and you know, that's what she wanted to do. She just wanted somebody to take care of. And right. she can't speak any words that are, you know, that are intelligible. They're only sounds that have meaning for her. And she she does get out one word and she calls Tess baby. And right, which she it, hears uttered in that video of the, the Yeah, over and over and over. The right. seemingly the only video that the mother can watch on repeat is that video. And you know, I know why Tess had to do it, you know, to in order to get away, but she 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 certainly was there was a big struggle there in that moment. And it's hard to watch. Um, so yeah, this, this to yeah. me, uh, one theme is that mother is a monster that is created and mm. the, uh, kind of in the, 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 the monster studies and the theory of the monster monsters are typically, uh, creatures that are combination. So if you think back to the biblical monsters, or if you think back to folkloric monsters, or, you know, they could be half bull, half man, or uh, the wings of an eagle and the head of a lion, right? These are the monstrous. Mm -hmm. And they're meant to reveal something of uh, of the transcendent or dread of transcendent uh, nature. Well, well, Mother is, whether she is uh, kind of a golem, a monster, um, she's very similar to Frankenstein's monster, as has been pointed out. You can read about that just briefly on Wikipedia and some other related articles because, because she's, she's created. But what I want to say is she does reveal something of transcendence. And, and I would say, mm. um, motherhood, uh, the matriarchal spirit, a generative giver of life. It is a kind of a transcendent notion, a life, the life giver. And, mm -hmm. and that's all that she's called to be, but she is in fact a product of abuse. And what we yeah. find out about her through uh, the Oracle, as I call him, the homeless man is that, you know, <laughs> there is, she is the, um, the spawn of a spawn of a spawn of a spawn of a spawn. So like incest yeah. and rape and incest and rape and incest and rape and incest and rape producing more and more children she becomes less of what it means to be human, especially by how she's raised, not simply by her nature, but with the nurture. Right. And so she's created as a monster. And, and, and so much of uh, the, the, the horrific today can reflect on abuse and reflect on the yeah. pain we cause others. And, 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 you know, the old adage goes, hurt people hurt people hurt people um here in this case it doesn't seem like mother even wants to hurt people but it seems like she's suspicious of men uh yeah. rightfully so and it seems as though she's very protective of her baby well and um, and she doesn't like you know as tess said she doesn't like when you get angry or upset or make loud noises and scream you know she she wants you to you know she wants to take care of you so you know her you know, way, way back, you know, Tess is telling AJ whenever he's in the, in the cell with him, just calm down, drink it, <laughs> you know, survive. You know, she doesn't like when you get upset and scream. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this so, movie resonates. It resonates today because, uh, because of a, a greater uh, reckoning. It's not complete. It's not perfect, but a greater reckoning, a greater cause for justice over the abuser uh, and the abused. 
abused one, um, yeah. to see how women have been treated uh, has never been more plain than now uh, by mm-hmm. by the patriarchal society, by by certain kinds of men, by by the system as a whole. Um, yeah. And I would even argue that even the world of motherhood has, in a lot of ways, been been attacked and undermined. Um, just the, um, just talk about for maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree, but you, you often have told me that in America, um, our level of care and what, how we afford care to, uh, new moms and new dads is some of the worst in the world in terms of our, our, in terms of our barbaric world. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's barbaric. I mean, uh, you know, we, 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 first off, we don't, we treat, uh, childbirth as a disability. Uh, you have to file a, a, a woman in the workforce has to file for like FMLA and short-term disability to have the baby to guarantee that she has a job to go back to. And we don't even have paid leave. Like when you're, when, when we talk about and look at paid leave, parental leave, let's not even talk about paternal leave for a second. We'll put that off on its own Island. Um, but just for the mother, uh, to have a baby. There is no paid leave in, in the United States of America. We rank like almost dead last in the industrialized world for time off paid to have a child. Um, so, so it's, yeah, it's like, you know, you have uh, six weeks, uh, I believe, uh, if you deliver, uh, you know, uh, natural uh, vaginally, and then it's like eight weeks if you have a C-section. Um, for some reason there's like a 12 week coming up in my mind and that could be because my wife had PTO and she extended it for as long as she could extend it. Um, but But, it's like ridiculously low and, and that, and that, you know, just the way we itemize it, right. It's a disability to have the most natural thing on the planet happen. And we're going to like treat you as if it's a, you know, if it's a, a, a problem or, you know, a disability. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, and we have three kids and where we live, people always kind of look at us like, are you sure you wanted that many? And I laugh. I'm thinking, <laughs> well, my sister, my sister-in-law is having six, but yeah. you know, um, like, like you're a, you're strange almost today yeah. by today. Cause everything's driven. I think so much of it is driven by economy, right? It's, it's thought of, of consumerism and capitalism and right. uh, the economy uh, and not necessarily about forming new generations of virtue, new generations right. well, that and continue that's, that's the story in- or steward the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, it's a good. I mean, I, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. Like, you know, the the economy. Um, you know, we think of equity or equality in the workforce. Um, you know, we treat women as if they are men, and not uh, making equal the thing that makes them uniquely a woman right so we're we're they're they're playing the equality game on a field that's already tilted towards um that's tilted away from from womanhood um, right you know and 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 so much of that is um um like designed around care and nurturing and, and stuff like that so i'm not saying that that's all that they can do um but uh, but other countries, you know, European countries, uh, Danish countries, are those the same thing? 
Anyway, um, like I mean, the Netherlands, you know, they, the they, Danish they, countries is wrong, but yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'll, I get what you're saying. I'll edit that I out. Get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, they, you know, they, they, um, they value, uh, women for what makes them unique and says that is equally as important as what makes a man unique. And you know, that right. take may get me canceled. Um, but, but I think there's something in that. Uh, and so, you know, this story really, man, it, it's, a uh, you know, the more I think about it, you know, that's what she wants, you know, is to take care of something. I also think about that the biblical story again, you know, citing and versing and uh, citing the chapter and verses is never something I've been good at. But uh, from the Gospels, where there's a blind man, the disciples ask Jesus, "Teacher, what made this man born blind? The sins of his mother or the sins of his father?" Because theoretically, all uh, all, all all physical ailment, all challenges in life could be morally situated as right. a result the sins of, of his sin. father or his own sin right or his own sin no thank you for yeah. correcting yeah, the me, sins but, of the parents or his own sin right yeah. and yeah. jesus basically gives a very subtle answer that's you know that it doesn't it doesn't really say but then then ultimately his answer is to heal the person and so mm-hmm. i always the way i've always interpreted that um is that it really is a mysterious mysterious it's it's a, it's not really for us to know the origin of every uh thing that we suffer um mm-hmm. in life that that's really not that's really not the, <laughs> our purpose but yeah. we should do something to alleviate it alleviate the burden and, yeah, and- i think what the way the story goes it tells it in such a way that we can't imagine alleviating mother's burden I don't think the film itself actually presents a path for mother to become mm-hmm. healed. We almost can't imagine it. We imagine that it is too much is lost, too much is gone. She's really got to die, which well, I find interesting. Might... Can... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, can you imagine a movie like that? Would that would that terrify us? Would that would that make us feel unsatisfied? I think so. I don't think we want to. I don't think the the contemporary film audience wants to see that, or at least doing so would be really hard to pull off. Well, and and well, right, it, for a couple reasons. Like our society doesn't do do well with people that have been traumatized uh, and people that are other than normal, right? Uh, people with mental illnesses, with trauma, we like to push them to the edges of society, much like you know, this, this neighborhood, um, this lone house, right. You know, that's seemingly forgotten. Um, you know, we, so, so for, for mother, where is mother going to go that she could be restored? You know, she, she's never had a life she doesn't know life outside of, you know, like the nurturing that she's had. So she, the only grace that she has ever seen in her entire life was that uh, how to breastfeeding video. It is the only light in the darkness of mother's world. So, and, and, and the messaging from everyone is stay away from that neighborhood. It's too yeah, stay away from that neighborhood. I mean, Don't look at the there. police, the police except couldn't for, even, Except well, for I was the, supposed to say, the, except for Keith. Yeah. No, except for Keith uh, and his organization. 
Yeah. But even the documentarian uh, is like, don't go there. Right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be there. <laughs> um, but, you know, even the authorities in this film have zero concern. I mean, yeah, they show up to the house and he's like, the only crime I can see here is you breaking the window. <laughs> like, you know, because she didn't have a key to get back into the house. You know, and it's like they were so unconcerned with her story that she was telling that, hey, there's somebody down there that's in danger that needs our help. You know, so if if she can't even get the help of the authorities for somebody that looks human and acts human, that emotes in a human way, what hope is there for mother, for society to 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 help her? There is no hope, right? Um it's a very bleak, it's a very bleak commentary, but one that I think is appropriate. Um, I just looked up the the name uh, Keith and its meaning uh, on a lark, because to me, as I think about it, if, if, if I understand his organization uh, correctly, they're there to transform um, the dilapidated world from the inside out, which is ultimately mm -hmm. that's incarnational. That's, that's, that's actually, mm -hmm how we see God work in, in, in Christian thought is to step inside of the world and from the inside out trans, uh, transform it rather than move around pieces of the world and characters like chess pieces. Yeah. A Keith means it's a Scottish name means from the wood or from the earth, from the battleground. It's interesting. Mm. It's a strong name. Um, I, I don't, so my, my assumption was that, that uh, that's unintended by the filmmaker and film writer, but it could have been a happy coincidence. Uh, yeah. Even still, you know, um, from the woodland, uh, from the from the battleground, kind of has interesting resonances uh, yeah. with who this person is supposed to be fighting uh, the blight, or even bring you know uh, the right. wooded clean space to a space that is. Uh, and I think so Keith would have been Keith would have been. I think from the commune, had you encountered mother as not the monster, you know, the, the monster in the darkness where you, if you would have encountered Frank first and seen and understood the, the situation that birthed mother, I think he would have been empathetic towards that. Well, um, I don't, but I also don't think, yeah. I think a, a, a story like this can't have a male uh, uh, saving the female. Uh, oh, I no, think no, no. She I, needed to, she needed to say, uh, to be saved in spite of all the abusers. <laughs> right, right. And that's the other thing. I know we're, you know, um, and we can, we can maybe talk about this, this, this next, like the abusers, you know, uh, AJ seeing Frank and all of those tapes and watching Frank do that. He's like, what the fuck did you do? You know, like, and I can cut that out, but what did you do? You know, and it was like holding a mirror up to him himself. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it made him realize that, you know, and he like some of his self talk whenever they're going up the water tower and, you know, he, he's like, I, I need to, I need to do this. You know, I need to, I need to save you or whatever. Like it showed him, it was the one moment I think where he saw himself for himself, or at least as he was perceived by, you know, the person that was accusing him of abuse, um, in a more real realistic way than he did whenever he was drunk and he drunk dialed her. 
you know, yes, apologize. but when he saw his chance uh, to survive, oh, I didn't. And, <laughs> we had to survive, and, and yeah, for be, sure. And it could be covered up. He tossed her over. So, yes, yeah. he did. Well, listen, hey, listen, this there's a lot we could reflect on here, and uh, we're we're definitely out of our depth as men talking about the plight of women. But I do think that 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 theme is a powerful one given our contemporary world and the realities mm. that women face. What did you? like about the film in particular just give us a few bites a few little nuggets things that you enjoyed about it yeah i you know i i really did like the you know the first half the first half of the film um and not that i disliked the second half but i i loved how the first half of this film was very atmospheric you know i liked how the the character of the house was like a large character in the, you know, in the space that it was creating. Like, so the cinematography, you know, I really liked that. Um, so that's one thing, you know, I, I really, I thought Tess, the actress, Georgina Campbell did a fantastic job. Um, especially the longer the film went on, <laughs> you know, I, I found her a very compelling, uh, a very com- compelling, uh, protagonist. Um, and yeah, I just liked how the film didn't show more than it had to. Um, yeah, you know, I think did, I liked. It did, uh, yeah, it didn't show any of the videotapes. It left that to your your sick imagination, um, and it didn't really show a lot of Frank down there in that world, and it didn't show a lot of mother. Like it, it you could have shown more of those things, but I think it would have been to the detriment of the story. So that's why I say I liked how it, it didn't show more than it had to. Yeah, I think I like the same kinds of stuff. I, you know, I'll be quicker than you and just simply say yeah. that that atmosphere, boom. I think it was, I think it was real good in that regard. And and what you're saying about uh, not showing too much, boom. I think you're right. Now, time for Hannibal's bites. Hello. Is this Clarice? Uh, hello, Clarice. Criticisms. Where did the yes. film fail? If it failed anywhere, what do you think? I'm just going to go ahead and start us off here by saying that yeah. uh, I'm not sure it failed, but that whole underground system of tunnels and things, it's just really curious to me. Uh, it makes me want to <laughs> yeah. go, what was Frank doing and how did he get that accomplished? Or did that yeah. only happen because the neighborhood was uh, deserted? Uh, it certainly wasn't mm-hmm. deserted. I mean, it was just filled with a different different type of people all right yeah um so yeah so there there's there there but that that question is is sitting in my mind i and and perhaps any criticism is just questions that i don't have answers to because well the story doesn't answer them for good reason just like in jesus parable it doesn't really answer for good reason it leaves the mystery there uh perhaps you'll say something that'll jog something loose for me, but I'm not really seeing a whole lot to give criticism for. Yeah. I, I thought it was a, it was a pretty clean film. You know, I, I think if, if anything, I thought uh, the pacing in the first half of the movie might've been a little slow, um, but it, it was in, intentionally. So like um, at first, you know, you felt kind of disjointed, like whenever it cuts to black on Tess. Um, 
you know, after after uh, the mother kills Keith and it cuts to black, and then you're like with AJ in his you know convertible car. It was a very jarring juxtaposition. You're like, wow. Oh, I, I love this. that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily a, a criticism. It's just like, whoa. No, okay. I liked well. it. <laughs> yeah, but but I liked it because it, it saved me, right? And it's like saving change. the viewer. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, But yeah. it saves you. So so do you think do you think they pulled Mother off? Like, did they pull the monster off? Because there's, I mean, when I first saw Mother, I'm like, what the heck is that? Yeah. Is that a supernatural being? I mean, she's got breasts. Is is she uh, not? I mean, you know, so do you think it was pulled? Do you think it was achieved, the vision? I think the vision was achieved. I guess you could could say that, you know, she seemed to have superhuman strength. Like, being landed on, she survived that from a 50-foot fall. Um, You know, so, or, and she survived being hit with a car. (laughs) <laughs> well, and she could um, basically explode ahead like a melon. But the the, yes. the the I think that's kind of part of it, right? The this notion that's kind of that, the trope, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, um, and that the, the abuse and creates more abuse, and the monsters created. So I think that that's part right. of it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, telling I it think, in a fantastic I do think way, it achieved. Yeah. yeah, I think it achieved. I found it compelling. Like you didn't. Yeah. You didn't see too much of Mother, even in the times where she's out of the house, you know, in the, like, you didn't see necessarily, like, full body shots of her walking. Yeah. You know, being- Man, see, I just wanted to hear more stories about her from the homeless friend, the unhomeless friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. But she hasn't been here in 15 years. Bam! (laughs) I mean, that's, that's again, though, that's part of the beauty of telling uh, not all the details. And- uh, Yeah, and- So I enjoyed it, I think- yeah, the, the, the scene the scene with the oracle, as you called it, the homeless guy. It reminded me of the scene, the opening scene from Feast. He's like, Well, who are okay, you? Okay, quit bringing the guys, up other movies. I'm the guy that's gonna save your ass. And then he gets, you know, eaten out of a window. Nobody's um, even seen that movie. Oh, so come at on, any rate. No. Anyway. No, isn't that that Project Greenlight kind of nonsense? Uh, it's with, uh, the, one of their first and best. Uh, I love it. Uh, Hugh Gulliger, yeah. Gallagher. Anyway, listen yeah. to the point. The point is The point is, yeah, yeah. The point. Yeah, the point it was is good. it was achieved. It's focus. Where yeah. do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Where are we going next? Ooh. What are we going to watch? I, and I talk say we about take a deep next? breath. What are we going to talk about next? <laughs> you have to take a deep breath. That 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 Rosemary's film, you know, baby. Yeah. Well, Let's I think like the film, like the film we just watched, that'll be worth a second watch at some point. But the Wait. where do we go? Eh? Eh? Are we gonna go from from mother to baby to Rosemary's baby? Oh yeah. Ooh, where's a where's a baby rattle? I'll put that sound effect in. It is time for us to do something a little older. We've been doing new ones these first few, but let's get it. Let's, let's do it because it's it's Roman Polanski at his finest. Throw it back, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, so, well, I'll look forward to uh, watching that and seeing you soon, my friend. All right, brother. Yeah. Uh, until next time. Until next time, fear and trembling with horror is out. <laughs>